In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Marij Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi salli ala nabiyika daiman Lihaadhi dunya wa basin saani Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم We are discussing uh, Tawheed and Trinity for a long time now, for many lectures. And some of these are recorded and um, they are about the Trinity, the refutation of the Trinity as done by the Promised Messiah Islam in his books. So far, 10 arguments in refutation of the Trinity have been discussed. And today I will be discussing argument number 11, 12, and 13. I've combined some of these arguments because they are different shades of the same basic fundamental point. And um, so I will, I will present these today. And uh, you may be curious about how long this is going to go on. Uh, there are a total of 18 arguments in refutation of the Trinity. Once we are done with the topic of the Trinity, we will move on to the next topic, which I believe is the divinity of Jesus Christ. Yes, we will then study the divinity or, or the refutation of the divinity of Jesus Christ, which is, uh, it falls closer to my heart because... Uh, I wrote a book on that topic as well and um, I'm more, I, although I did cover some aspects of the Trinity in my book, but uh, Divinity of Jesus Christ was the main uh, topic that I picked up for my book. And after that, uh, and that will go on for some time because I think there are 26 or 27 arguments to go through and uh, some of them are um, quite uh, dense. So each lecture will probably be about one argument, right? And then after that, eventually, if Allah wills, um, this I'm talking about six, seven months down the road, uh, maybe on the atonement of Jesus Christ, we will talk about that. Or the, sorry, not the atonement of Jesus Christ, atonement by Jesus Christ for the sins of mankind. That is another topic. So the 11th argument is very simple. The promised Messiah has said that you know, having three persons or gods is a totally futile kind of a doctrine. If one being is all-powerful and, you know, is, is the, if one being has the, all the attributes uh, that are necessary for God, then why do you have two more, right? And he writes in Urdu, he states, Jis halat mein teen aknoom sifat-e kamila mein barabar darje ke hain, to ek kamil aknoom ke maujood hone ke saath ho, ke saath ho, 
जमी सिफात कामला पर मुहित है जो जमी सिफात कामला पर मुहित है और कोई हालत मंतजरा बाकी नहीं क्यों दूसरे अकनूमों की जरूरत है द प्रॉमस मिसाइल सेज दैट वैन वी हैव यू नो इट इज स्टेटेड इट इज आर्ग्यूड दैट देर आर थ्री पर्सन हु आर परफेक्ट इन देयर एट्रीब्यूट्स एंड दे आर को इक्वल एंड द फैक्ट इज दैट इफ यू हैव वन परफेक्ट पर्सन और वन परफेक्ट बींग हु हैज ऑल द परफेक्ट एट्रीब्यूट्स एंड ही डजेंट नीड एनीथिंग एल्स then what is the point of the other two persons right um another internal inconsistency uh, as we were talking about internal inconsistencies in the last uh, lecture as well then uh, the 12th argument that the promise messiah islam has given uh you see uh, the christians say that uh, the, the the three persons and the being are are co-equal or co-eternal um and uh, you know what they mean by is that they are all eternal and they are all equal to one another um but the curious thing is that they give different names to the different uh, persons so uh, one is god the father the other is god the son the third is god the holy spirit now why are the three different names being given of course the three, three different names are being given because they are they are they have different functions right so the promise messiah is some states again i quote in urdu first as i'm seeing some from ate khuda taala ke liye zaruri hai ke mustajma jamee sifat e kamla ho to ab ye taqseem jo ki gayi hai ke ibn ibnullah kamil khuda aur baap kamil khuda aur ruhul qudus kamil khuda iske kya maane hain aur kya wajah hai ki ye teen naam rakhe jate hain the promise messiah is some states that it is important for god almighty to be the perfect being with all the perfect attributes now you uh, do this division and say that the son of allah is a perfect uh, god and the father is a perfect god and the holy spirit is a perfect god what what does it mean and why do you give three different names uh, because the the difference uh, in the names Uh, is indicating that uh, there is some difference in the attributes as well so the promise messiahism is basically saying that you yourself are dividing them into these different categories or names it is indicating that uh, they are not the same right you know in uh, and the promise messiahism didn't say this but uh, in english we sometimes say you cannot have the cake and eat it too right so on the one hand they want to argue that there are three different uh, persons and um, they are perfect and all that and then at the same time they say they are one so it's asking too much that uh, they are you know three perfect beings and then you give them different names what's the whole point if they are all the same you know just call them three uh, different uh, gods or something right because that will make more sense because one is a god second is a god third is a god and then so um yeah this is another this is another way of uh, looking at this the 13th argument uh, that is uh, given in the writings of the promised messiah alayhi salam is uh, another shade uh, to this argument and it's a refutation of the idea that you know christians say 
that the Trinity is possible because God can make it possible, right? Or they might say, the, the whole idea is to basically, where it stems from is the, the attempt to make Jesus Christ God, right? If you want Jesus Christ to be God, then you have to come up with a Trinity, right? Uh, especially if you want Jesus Christ to have a special role, which is, you know, and that's where atonement comes in as well and all that. So Trinity is basically trying to explain ideas or concepts that Christians already have. So in this case, um, they say that, uh, you know, we can we can just think about this, that, um, you know, if Allah or God wants to do something, he can, uh, he can do it. Um, this reliance on just a thinking process, the Promised Messiah re refutes that, uh, and he says, uh, in Urdu, again, uh, in Urdu he says, Akal ka fasla to hamesha kulli hota hai. Agar akal ki ruse as a masi ke li dakhile taslis on a ravaraka jai, to pir akal oron ke levi imkhanis ka vajib karegi. He says that if you are depending on a thinking process that it is possible, you know, you're looking into the possibilities and you say, it is possible for Jesus Christ to be the Son of God or something like that. Uh, then uh, the, the, the same kind of thinking will allow us to say that there are others who can be like Jesus, who can be literally the sons of God. And the irony is that there are other uh, people who claim these kind of things. Um, there are other religions where these kinds of concepts are, um, you know, discussed or presented. Um, and they do, there, there is a three murti or this kind of uh, trinity in, uh, in Hinduism also, there are some concepts. So why not uh, when those people say that Krishna is uh, born from God or something like that, why don't we accept that as well? Why don't we accept the possibility that there are many others who are literally the sons of God, right? So this is another way of, and one slight point that comes here is that Christians say that the word Elohim has been used for God Almighty. And uh, this is a Hebrew term, you know, uh, Elohim. Instead of Elah, uh, it is Elohim or something like that. And Christians say that this is a plural term. And God refers to himself in the plural. So the promised Messiah some responds to this as well. He says that if God refers to himself in the plural, then, um, you know, the, 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 the Jewish people have always understood this to mean that God is referring to himself and the angels, or God is referring to himself and his prophets or his kings, or, you know. So in, Christ, in Jewish understanding for more than a thousand years, that's how they understood this verse or this, this, this usage. Christians cannot come uh, 1,200 years later and say, well, this is what it means, that God is actually a plurality or it is actually referring to a trinity. When no one else had said that before, before the Christian interpreters or church fathers were saying this. And uh, if you say that Elo Elohim means more than one God or is a plurality, then there are so many other, um, you can say maybe there are a thousand gods or a thousand persons in the Godhead. Why do you have to restrict it to three? Right? That's another uh, line of argument that can be uh, brought into this. 
Uh, I've gone on for more than 11 minutes now. Um, so I think it's a good place to stop uh, three arguments. And then we'll do maybe two or three next time as well. And then, so I think maybe another two classes before we finish or wrap up the, um, the discussion about the Trinity, the refutation of the Trinity uh, from the books of the Promised Messiah, salam. So I'll conclude here. Now, if there are any questions, uh, I can open it up for that. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Salli ala nabina, salli ala Muhammadin, salli ala habibina.